0: God that loves us, Amen. Regardless of what we're going through, always know that He doesn't quit loving us. Today, so we go through things. You would rise with Him, sworn, and take Your Word in Your hand. Let's proclaim one more time: This is the Word of God. This, this is, is the Word of God. God. I will walk in it. I will walk in I'll it. abide by it. I'll adhere to it. And I'll stand upon it. For upon it. It. it is my strength. It, it is, my strength. is my power. It is my power. It is my power. And, it is my life. and it is my life. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Praise the Lord. You may be seated. This Miss Children's Church right now. So Y'all have a good time. I don't know how many of you uh, realize it, but in two days, be the anniversary of number 24 of this church. Hallelujah. Amen. I'm going to talk just a little bit about that today to of course plow the word of God and hopefully break up some things out of it that will touch you. 24 years may seem like a long time but actually if you're of any age today you know that that passes in what seems like a rather short time. I don't know if I've ever shared really the real beginning before there was ever any building or ever anyone seated in a chair as far as a congregation which we began and it was rather small I still remember 14 people met in the dining room this thing was kicked off but there were some things happened before that Uh, actually a month or two before that You ever hear you got to give credit where credit's due? I can't give credit to someone today, at least in body, who really started this thing. And many of you here, maybe all of you here today, may have never realized my wife Judy is the one that started this church we were always we she led me actually on the path to the Lord she knew before I did a long time ago we began my following her because I showed up one day before we were ever married. Man, that six years of dating is awesome. (laughs) I showed up one day to pick her up and we went out and she said, how about we go to church tomorrow? The only time I'd ever really been in church was the once-in-a-while funeral. I didn't go to church wasn't raised in church other than maybe a few times but I thought this is my girlfriend and my way of thinking I better satisfy her because <laughs> she's got this on her mind how many of you guys try to satisfy your girlfriend when you you know the dating thing of course so I I followed her and after back I went and picked her up her and her mom actually and we went out to the college and this little church had rented a room there on the old student union area of murray state college and that's where they had church that was our beginning point that is when she introduced me into the beginning realization maybe not much even at that time that there is a god there is a jesus there is a savior from there About three months before we tied the knot, and I was able to slip the ring on her finger and say "I do," right over here, about 150 yards, the old Rabbie Baptist Church. Before that, we started going there. Brother Mac McCarthy married us on Easter Sunday of 1980. But we'd started going there and of course in that day there were a lot of revivals. Lord helped us in the day we live. Where have they gone? Amen. So we wound up going to one at Boulder Chapel Baptist Church and the evangelist there was preaching the message and at the end he gave an invitation and she kind of nudged this old boy and the beauty was never <laughs> forceful. She didn't force you to do anything. But she gave me a little nudge, and she kind of looked at me like inquisitively. Well, something had already been working on me, and I got up. And I've said this many times because I found it to be true. You move that foot the first time, God will help you the rest of the okay. I don't know how I wound up down at the end of that aisle because he scooted me. But anyway, gave my heart to the Lord on that night. Fire started at that point. To make a long story short, Several several years later in the early, early spring of 1997, we have been asked to begin the church and not the name of it yet. We discussed and I promise you she prayed a lot more about it than I did because I just kind of took it in more or less passing give it thought, thought well, hmm. But there was something kind of urging too and she uh, would begin to discuss it and ultimately she said more or less I think probably didn't need to do this. So we did, and here we are. Judy was my support and today as we, in uh, speaking of this number 24 anniversary, uh, I want to give her the credit because indeed she made me who I am today. She had a big part in making this church what it is today. You have been here for a while or maybe you were been here in the beginning. You know that to be true. Her prayer was like none other. I've seen her pray for people, and the Spirit of God hit them before they ever got close. Seen a lot of her prayers answered. As you know, and I've shared with you, I've been having a very, very rough time the last, seem to be six weeks. It's like something has been taken from me that there's no way in the world I'll ever get over. And I've wrestled, I've struggled, I have sat for countless hours in my living room all alone from morning till night doing nothing but sit there and think. I could feel the grief when it was coming. It was like a cloud. I could sense it. feel it. I was talking to a man the other day. I managed to drive to Shamingo on the side. I, I got to go. I feel it coming. And I had to leave. Whatever you want to call it. And I've had a lot of people that's come to me and lifted me up or at least tried to and wow. give me words and provided and done their very best and that's all of you and a lot of other folks. But what I, I just couldn't get there because regardless of what people did, it just didn't seem like it was working. Yesterday evening, Jeffrey, and Ian, it's good to see you brother this morning. Amen. 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 and checking how you doing you know you, you don't want to drag other people down when you're like this I mean you, you have the potential <laughs> of doing that and I have I admit I haven't since this thing happened and I'm a little honest some of the time I'll kind of at least relate to them and they've been good about checking but I I sat back there again last night when I was sitting there and I looked up at a picture on the wall and the tears began to flow I found myself on my knees with my face in the couch and God in his miraculous awesome way showed me that right there was my reason my reason with his wonderful presence combined and accompanying her she was the reason that I'm here today because I'm telling you I don't know if I'd be here today if it wasn't for her. I'm not just talking about here I'm talking about here I don't know how long it took my phone was going off and I was throwing it to the side because I said God Right here's the point. Right here's the point. I've got to have your wonderful and able help to pick me up from this point because I know I can't stay in this state. I cannot be effective in this state I'm at. I'm in a rut and I can't get out of it. I didn't have to pray anymore. Another language took over. For probably thirty to forty five minutes my couch was drenched when I felt the peace come. God had brought me what I asked for. I want to share some scripture today in the book of Timothy, Second Timothy. I already had pretty much figured out in my mind yesterday evening before this, and I was almost at the point of picking up the phone and calling Tanner and asking saying, Tanner, can you feel tomorrow? Because I'm not gonna be able to do it. No, truth. God began to show me, and I don't know how many of you have been in an intense prayer, and I mean, when I say intense, I'm talking intense, and I mean searching. But he began to show me how he is more than able to provide what it is we need. Mm-hmm. Even though Around us, the situation looks hopeless, smells hopeless, tastes hopeless, and everything else. Today, I want to share something in way of memorial, least remembering, as appropriately so, I don't. Since the great need to have festivities and, and such as we normally do that will take place down the road a little ways. But today I just want to share a few things and hopefully bring someone else to knowledge and understanding that regardless, regardless, there is a light, there is hope. There is a place in God that we can arrive at, that he will take us through the darkest valleys, the deepest valleys, the hardest places, and lift us out of it. Amen. In 2 Timothy chapter 1, Brother Tanner, last Sunday night, touched upon this, I believe this particular verse, done a wonderful job. In talking about the suffering for Christ that Christians sometimes have to do and many have to different degrees and extremes and that's what Paul is addressing here again is mostly that his sufferings trying to explain to Timothy that his sufferings regardless of what they may be and what they are let's pick up a verse number 12 Except for the of chapter one, I'm sorry, chapter one, verse twelve. For the which cause I also suffer these things. Now I don't want you to think that I'm trying to, in any way, say that what I've been suffering and dealing with is near the suffering, at least, maybe even to the point of martyrdom that many have suffered and gone through, and all kinds of things associated. But my wife we've talked about this a lot of times Judy as she would sit either by me or across the room from me on the other recliner or maybe riding down the road in the car whatever it might be going on and taking place we'd have discussions on scriptures and what they meant and sometimes we would actually be talking about church or You know, maybe even talk about a praise song or how well somebody seemed to be doing with their relationship with the Lord or or a scripture, and all at once you just reek with pain, which would, of course, interrupt our conversation for a little while, sometime for the remainder of it. Uh, She heard a lot. I've already told you that. I've said that many times. She, if you could ever uh, capitalize on the definition of suffering and pain, she was it. She was it. But throughout, beginning and throughout our relationship and our marriage and the last few years when she's had all kinds of ailments and issues and a lot of disappointments, and I know how I shared some of those recently. You go to the doctor looking for a better report and you come away with a worse report. Anybody been there? You praying for one thing and you get another anybody been there Amen. <coughs> pray for relief and it hurts worse Paul here was in jail when he wrote this indeed suffering for Christ but he said again for the which cause I also suffer these things nevertheless I am not ashamed Regardless, I am not ashamed. In a lot of years of observations, we all have opportunity to observe other people. I have had the opportunity to observe a lot of people that seem to have a real shame to express their commitment and devotion to God. They'll do so in church among all the churchy folks but when it gets to be out here in the world and the normal goings of everything it's like it's embarrassing to sit at the same table with somebody that's praying over their meals kind of fidgety like you know. Paul said I'm not ashamed I'm not ashamed of the sufferings I've endured I'm not ashamed I believe in his words here expression of his heart I'm not ashamed of anything to do with my Lord Jesus Christ even though I'm going through trouble I am not ashamed I will not be ashamed I'm not going to be ashamed I'm going to continue to worship him, believe upon him, trust in him, and praise him. And that is a message for all of us today. Sometimes because of our circumstances and our situations, I can relate to this, you can feel totally imprisoned. It's as if though there were bars all around you and you cannot get out of it. was Paul's situation except they were real bars real locked doors real chains real bonds I believe he was also saying regardless in fact in the next part of that verse well let's read it he said nevertheless regardless he was not affected spiritually by what was happening to him physically he was not affected spiritually by even what was happening to him emotionally he said I am not ashamed regardless for I know whom I have believed there is your reason for I know he said I know I know whom or who I have believed. I don't know about him. Not of him, but I know him. Amen. That is the difference. When you know God, you will have his presence and his ability in any situation you have. Here is an excellent example and verse scripture to give us all we need to plow on towards God instead of away from Him. Because it is He who can come to our aid like nobody else in times of desperation, in times of trouble, in times when our hearts might be literally broken in pieces and laying on the floor, when things might look like there is no hope and there never will be any hope, God knows those and, and Paul said right here I know who I know who I know him I have to admit even preachers can lose sight for a while like I did situation is never going to end never going to get out of this it is what it is. It looks like what it looks like, and it's going to stay forever. That can be what your thinking comes. God brought my attention around last night. And He showed me, I believe, right here, what my precious wife would want me to see. She knew who she believed in, she knew Him. And I watched her many times she was unashamed you couldn't sway her I don't care how bad she is hurting you couldn't sway her I think I mentioned a while back I kind of mentioned her pain and stuff she said be quiet you're messing with my faith <laughs> <laughs> don't talk negative Sometimes, let me say this, please listen. Sometimes, maybe many times, you do not realize what you've got till it's gone. So is me in a big way. said and I am persuaded that he's able I'm persuaded that he is able who's able? the one who he knows the one who he believes in Jesus Christ he said I'm persuaded that he's able I'm convinced I know Nobody's going to change my mind. I'm persuaded. That's what he's saying. There's nothing that can deter me from knowing what I know. Can you really understand what Paul is saying right here? I'm persuaded. I know who I know. And I know who I know is the reason that I am. And I know who I know is my Savior and my Lord. I know who I know is able to provide me with everything I could possibly need. I know who I know is able to pick me up and carry me through the darkest time. Amen. Persuaded that he is able. Able. You know what that means? That he's able. That he is mightily capable to make possibility possible through the power of his strength. What possibility? Possibility right here Paul's talking about. Because he goes on that he's able to keep that which I have committed unto him against that day. What's committed? Paul had committed actually the term means deposited with in referring to that deposited with God put up a deposit with God his life and everything about it there's the point folks hop and skip in and out up and down back and forth God's looking for solid relationship solid relationship Paul had a solid relationship with Jesus Christ even though he was in the midst of what he was in the midst of he could say I know I know the one on whom I believed, and I am persuaded that he is able able to do what Keep that which I have committed unto you. You ever wonder what God does when you commit your life to him, what he does with it? Or is it just something you go through? You know, you come forth, you give your heart to God, your life to Jesus, and you ever wonder what he does with it? You ever really wondered that? He keeps it and he guards it. He's able to keep that. Because that's precious to him. That's meaningful to him. Well, the only way we can do that, commit ourselves to God, is by something called faith. Paul said, I know who we believed in. within him he had to turn a little thing loose and that thing was called faith that which I had committed unto him against that day what day what day tomorrow literally means till it's over. Yeah. The end. Paul was steadfast here. He, Paul was expressing something that was absolutely should be a driving force to anybody today that lays eyes on the scripture and gets a meaning of what it's talking about. A life that is shored up in Jesus Christ knowing without a doubt knowing whom you believe is absolutely powerful and that brings the ability of God in your life to handle anything that comes your way what about where we started I'm not ashamed I'm not ashamed I discovered something and I want to share it with you. And this actually talks about being unashamed. I'm going to ask you a question this morning. are you of your confession? How public are you with your relationship with the Lord? Do you keep it contained? You keep it in a little box? You kind of keep it stuffed away in your pocket? This came, and it's been around a long time, actually, it was from a an African Uh, missionary some believe that he was ultimately martyred for his belief this is what he wrote I'm part of the fellowship of the unashamed I'm done and finished with low living sight walking smooth knees that's a significant of no prayer colorless dreams, tamed visions, mundane talking, cheap living, and dwarf goals. I no longer need preeminence, prosperity, position, promotions, plugs, or popularity. I don't have to be right, or first, or tops, or recognized, or praised, or rewarded. Lord bless our society, right? I live by faith, lean on his presence, walk by patience, lift by prayer, and labor by Holy Spirit power. My face is set. My gate is fast, My goal is heaven. My road may be narrow. My road rough. My companions few but my guide is reliable and my mission is clear. I will not be balked, compromised, detoured, turned away, turned back, deluded or delayed. I will not flinch in the face of sacrifice nor hesitate in the face of adversity. I will not negotiate at the table of the enemy ponder at the pool of popularity or meander in the maze of mediocrity. We could dwell on that one a while. Nonchalant. Same old, same old. He is what it is. I will not give up, shut up, or let up until I have stayed up. Stored up, (coughs) traded up, paid up, and preached up for the cause of Christ. I am a disciple of Jesus, I must give till I drop. Preach to all I know and work until he comes. And when he does come for his own, he will have no problem recognizing me. For my colors will be clear it was awesome I don't believe that when Paul laid his head down in the ultimate few seconds of his life and soon after his life on this earth was no more I don't believe when he made that short trip I don't think God had any problem recognizing who Paul was no. and like Paul and I'm not saying anyone could ever be like him but filling his model here and the many, many wonderful scriptures that he shared and expressing his relationship with the Lord and why he was able to do what he did and go where he went and and stand what he had to stand and, and all sorts of other things. He held true to his faith in God. He had the profound and solid belief that God was able to provide anything he needed and to certainly make the way for him in all instances. He's able to do the same thing for us. The message here is keep going don't stop don't quit keep going get up dust off move forward there's a day and i've been on this for weeks reading more and more on this great wonderful place called heaven that god's word tells us about and how our focus should be there everybody's And I will add to that, you're getting on down the road in age, you need to be getting an increased one because that place has no comparison to this one. This is nothing compared to that one. Paul knew that was his ultimate destination. He knew when God called him home, he knew where he was going and he knew that there was going to be God, there was going to be Jesus Christ, the one who he had met long ago On the road to the (coughs) Masters. Wasn't going to be persuaded otherwise. (coughs) I believe the entirety of the Bible pretty much gives us many reasons and calls us to self-examine. Take a look at us. Take a look at our own self. What's most important? What are we so focused on? what's what's catching our gaze what's catching our look what's catching our glances what is it that we're so caught up in if we're honest with ourselves that if we'll, we'll be honest that it's really not the things of God it's the things of what we see here and what we let capture us so much Paul said take this whole world give me Jesus is that your attitude today? Is that your attitude? When we let everything else go, take the hand of the Lord. Trust in Him. Absolutely. Put it all there. Confide, believe, trust. Put your life in the hands of, in the care of. Much such a difference. Is that you today? Would you stand? you last night. I have a great relief. It came about rather sudden and I knew where it came from. <laughs> a little more honesty here and you probably picked up and noticed it. For the past five weeks I've come into this building and I've mounted this pulpit And I didn't have the energy and I didn't have the strength and I didn't have a whole lot of want to but I mounted this pulpit God picked me up and carried me through but when I got done I went home and crashed because I felt like that's what I had to do come here fulfill my obligation and then go home and crash again. God gave me peace. He gave me the boost get up. Get up. And realize that there's still a goal to be obtained. There's still a place to find. A joy to be had. Multiple joys. You're probably going to hear me drive this issue from now on, folks, because heaven is that important. A lot of Christians have lost sight of where we're going because they're too fixed on this place. Wednesday nights, you've been here. I've been teaching on heaven. But I'm telling you, it's a real place. And I'm going. I'm going. I hope you're going. I hope you're going. I believe if you're going, and I'm going to say this because I know, again, we don't walk by feelings, but I believe in this case, if you're going, I believe you're going to be able to tell it in your heart and in your soul. And if you don't feel it, I think you probably need to be checking on why you don't feel it message today take heaven sell out to Jesus Christ give him him your all pour your life into him realize how much is there how much you receive what blessings there are to be had anybody this morning as we pray Search your hearts this morning. Ask yourself. How committed am I? Do I even have a commitment? Have I deposited my life with God through faith in Him? Is Jesus my Savior this morning? Have I slipped off somewhere? Have I took that detour, that rider, that wonderful poem wrote about? Have I been deluded? Have I been caught up in those promotions and that prosperity and all sorts of other things and got my eyes off where they really need to be? I think those are honest answers, or questions. You need to give an honest answer. As we open this invitation up I just simply ask as I try to most often do if you need a trip in order to find out what Paul's talking about in the scripture where you can know you can know you don't have to listen to somebody else tell you their account maybe even clap but you can know yourself in whom you believe. Amen. You, by a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, can know him. And know that he's there for you in all things. Is there anyone this morning? Altars are open. I'm here. Pray with you. We're going to dismiss in just a moment y'all want to come pray come on I've always thought prayer is just a way to get closer to God Isn't that right? to closer to God let God touch your heart let him mend you let him work on you. just open yourself up and say Lord here I am I don't even know what it is I really need but God I'm gonna give you that this morning Anybody else? We're going to pray and then we're going to dismiss them just a little bit. Also, you can see little ones bowing and praying. These can continue to pray here at one them you be dismissed here. Um, I guess I'll say it this way and I, I probably mentioned this already uh, honestly my mind's been kind of in a inability to remember a whole lot for a while. But I appreciate all of you for your patience. I realize that during this time that I have not been the same person and I have not felt like the same person. But I'll say with Paul, I know who I know, and I believe in who I know, and I know he's with me. So thank you all because I appreciate everything, and Jeffrey, I believe I'm speaking to you too, brother, uh, on behalf of And again, blessed to see you here today. Anybody else? All right, we're going to go ahead and dismiss you. if you want to linger in fellowship or if you want to go ahead and come that's fine too ask brother to stand here if you dismiss us in prayer gracious heavenly father we thank you for this day that you've given us lord father i thank you for this awesome place that we come to worship you lord and all the freedoms we have through you lord i just ask you bless us throughout the week bring us back safe as we're able to come and worship more with you in the pasture lord i ask I lift up the pastor and and all the situations, Lord. I just ask you bless him. Continue to bless him, Lord. Bless each and every one of us as we go through the week. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Praise the Lord.